Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to episode number 73. 73. And this is the first one in 2024. Excited. That's so amazing. We were a little delayed because someone, I won't mention any names, kept getting COVID. And so so we We decided to take a little break though. Yeah, and then it got extended because that person then got the stomach flu. And then it was just crazy. (laughs) Basically every weekend was both with a sickness <laughs> but we're happy to be back and healthy and we're so glad that all of you are listening we got a lot of messages from you asking when we're coming back and yes. so we appreciate you guys so much yeah. yeah it was so nice feeling that they missed us they yes, care someone knew we were missing know. you know this, that's so, so nice. nice right it's like that person who was missing for so long and no one checks in it's like well thanks guys <laughs> you know those people that are like I'm leaving uh, I'm leaving social media and like no one messages them right. they don't care no one Noticed. Right. No one noticed. Someone comes out. It's like, oh, I haven't been to social media for six months, and people are like, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> but thank you for noticing that we were gone. Thank yeah. you for welcoming us back. Oh. We are in 2024. Yeah, the energy feels like a new energy, right? It feels different, exciting. Yeah. Also, just so grateful for all your messages. Yeah. We've, we've shed a few tears. We really we've have gotten a few goosebumps. We've yeah. been really grateful from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. And a special thank you to my teammates because uh, you know you guys are always joking that I birthed this but I you guys are helping me race this podcast our co-parenting is amazing I'm so grateful for you you did give birth to this podcast but listen the co-parenting is what matters it wouldn't be anything without you guys and I'm just so grateful and so happy and I wouldn't want to co-parent with anybody else (laughs) I mean we took turns you know we breastfed this podcast we like took care of it now we're rearing it so you know it's just growing up to be a great child that's maybe why <laughs> this person got so sick because breastfeeding takes a lot of energy this out person. of you. Yeah. Oh, what? the person that kept getting sick? Yeah, well, it, we, does. We, it yeah, does. We don't know who this person is. We don't know at all. <laughs> it couldn't have been one of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm super excited to be back with you. What yeah. chapter are we on? Ooh, we're on chapter nine. The Ten. most confidential knowledge. Yes. Text, text number? 29. 29. Oh, I was like, oh. for a second. Yeah, you know, we're shaking off the rust. We're getting back into the groove of it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how this goes. <laughs> what, what, what do we do now? Oh, invocation? Oh. Uh, uh, recap. Oh, recap. Oh, recap. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, like Shama, Sangeeta, you're great at recaps. Oh, I, God, I feel like I nominate God. you. <laughs> okay, so last episode, we are on chapter nine. We talked about if if you offer Krishna, Krishna doesn't want jewels. He doesn't want uh, riches. He doesn't want you to buy his new album. You know, he just wants <laughs> you to give him with love and devotion, a leaf, a flower, mm. a fruit or water, and he will accept it. Literally. Beautiful. The freest, mm-hmm. simple things in life. That's mm. all that Krishna cares about, yeah. right? Yeah. Sweet. And like whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever um, austerities you perform, do that as an offering to Krishna. So we talked about like living an actual Krishna conscious life from morning to evening, right? Like mm. waking up, thinking of Krishna, um, offering <clears throat> things to Krishna, taking a walk by before you start work and like dedicating those rounds or chanting Krishna's yeah. names, like every single waiting in line for coffee or tea, like anything can that you do can be Krishnaized. Right. I love that. Krishna eyes is the word of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Krishna eyes. Right. So like making your life so that it is fully Krishna eyes. I love it. All right. 
Anything else? So good. Beautiful. Um, And I mean, I want to remind everyone, this is the highest goal to remember Krishna and bring him into all moments. But sometimes one might get down that, gosh, I'm so far away from the ideal standards, from the goal. And I think so many times is to celebrate the wins, not the losses, right? So if you find yourself like having deviated from the path or gosh, I got really consumed by work, real life, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have time to dedicate. It's okay. You're remembering it, bring your awareness back and then keep going, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yes. And you you know what? I also thought about that. It's like every day can be a new day. Absolutely. Just because mm-hmm. like you've fallen off and like you haven't offered things or chanted or done anything, right. like every single day can be a brand new day. It's, Actually, right. it's yeah. going to touch on that in, in the next couple of texts. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, it sounded like you were scared. <laughs> but I was like a happy, I was like a Scooby-Doo like, oh, oh, I like it. And I along, like it. along the lines of what you said, it's a brand new day. Let's make this a brand new start, right? So like we have new intentions for the year. This is the first episode we're back of the year. It's a fresh start, a clean slate. I love yes. it. I love it. Shall we start Beautiful. with the invocation, ladies? Yeah. Om Jnanate Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tazmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto them. All right, chapter nine, text number 29, Priyadarshini. All right, I think Krishna is speaking mm-hmm. and he says, I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all, but whoever renders service unto me in devotion as a friend, boop, let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> but whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend. What the crack? <laughs> <laughs> We're a little rusty. From I'm the top. From the, oh, I'm you know, so you sorry. Know, I don't know what that put, was. Put, put, put in the commas. Put in the commas. That I, helps a lot. Too. Oh, let me try yeah. that. I um, thought you were doing just fine till you said what the crack. You know what it is? I was reading it and I didn't know what I was reading. So oh, like, okay. even though it might have sounded good to you, I was like, right, what right, am right. I saying? What the crack is now the phrase of the year? Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, January really starts oh, in February. For, for <laughs> this person, true. they've been sick all the time. February is the real January. Okay, okay, let me try it again. From the top. Krishna says, I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. So it's like three parts, that last sentence. Like, okay, if you render service to me, A... You are a friend to me. <laughs> you are a friend. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's contagious. I got it. I got it. I got it. Pass it off. Pass it off. Okay, pass it off. What are okay, the okay. three things that happen, Shama, so if you yeah. render service? If you render service, A, uh, you are a friend to Krishna. B, you are in Krishna. And C, Krishna is also a friend to you. Wow, that was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. And yet. Yeah. Was, you know what this verse reminds <clears throat> me of? Do you remember a couple episodes, me and you, Shamali, got into a little mm. pickle about this? Okay. Oh, the, pick- the, oh, the, the pickle I was, remember. you know, Krishna is saying right now that he is equal to all, right? <laughs> remember this? He's saying he's equal to all. He's mm-hmm. not partial to anyone. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those who worship Krishna, he treats as a friend. So mm-hmm. ergo... <laughs> 
Ergo, Krishna plays favorites. No, no. Uh, ergo, everyone has the opportunity to become his friend. We were on the same page. We we wrapped this well, up. Ergo, Krishna <laughs> well, likes people who would like ladies, him. Ladies, ladies. Ergo. Ladies, ladies. Yes, and. Let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> yes, and was a principle we established in the beginning that we need to use. So we replaced this with an ergo spirit battle. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, go ahead. Break us up, break us up. (laughs) Prabhupada says right here, one may question here that if Krishna is equal to everyone and no one is special to him, why does he take special interest in devotees who are always engaged in his transcendental service? Mm. That is the question you guys are posing because you're saying, how can Mm, he be partial mm -hmm. and at the same time he takes special interest, right? It sounds like we both may be correct. Oh, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Listen to Prabhupada. No, no, Priya, Priya, go ahead. Okay, this is Prabhupada, okay? He goes, it is natural um, to, to have this question. As a man in this material world, (laughs) <laughs> Wait, a man in this material world may be very charitable and therefore he might want to like give to many but he will have special interest in his children so he provides uh, basically krishna is also like that and mm-hmm. he wants to take care of everyone but he does give extra love to right. his, his his friends he provides everyone with generous supply of all necessities of life Okay. Ergo, I won that one. No, right? ergo. Okay, last time we wrapped this up, and and it's true. He does give special interest to his devotees, but what I had said is everyone has the possibility to reach that point. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. There's along the lines, Priya, of what you were reading. There's a beautiful example that says Krishna is just like a cloud that pours rain everywhere, regardless of where it falls on rock or land or water. But for his devotees, he gives special attention. The rain's extra sweet, let's say. So no, no. There's a rain. In the places where he, oh. where he Whoa, actually like likes the people. That's really nice. I, everyone gets the rain. Oh. Some people see the rainbow. Not everyone sees that's the rainbow. Real, that's, that's almost really nice. Not where he actually likes the. He likes all, but gives special attention to the. Well, but like, everyone gets the rain, but not everyone gets the rainbow. There we go. Sure. Nice. Right. Beautiful. So, if Wonderful. we're friends with Krishna, we offer our love and devotion to Krishna. We get the rainbow. Yeah, that's pretty. Search cool. for the rainbow. Krishna the, the rainbow. Well, I, we what should get sponsored say? by Skittles. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to figure out what it is. I'm it's thinking, it's, 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 taste the rainbow. <laughs> oh, very good. Ooh, that's going to come good, back because good. Krishna is the taste of water. Ah, oh, oh, go. <laughs> I literally learned that word over the Christmas break and now I can't stop using it. Ergo. And right before we aired, she said it to me and I told her she sounded really smart. So I think she wants to keep going with the ergo. You know when someone compliments you with something, you're like, "Mm, I should do this more often. (laughs) Every podcast, every episode. (laughs) Ergo, Ergo. we're an episode number. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, All right, ladies. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Krishna being more favorable to his friends and devotees. Uh, uh, do you guys have one? Because I have one point that I really like. I just have one form. quick before yeah. before you jump into that. I just think it's such a beautiful sentiment that like we get to be part of that that crew. You know what I mean? Like we get mm. to be part of his inner his circle, ho- like so to speak. homies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that feels really special to me. And like I oh. get it. He's supposed to be equal and partial, and like that's how uh, a god should be, right? Like equal to all. But it's mm-hmm. also really nice that like Krishna's the X factor in our lives. Like he mm. can really take special care of us yeah. and like he is telling us that he will take special care of us because yeah. he sees us as as friends and I, that's really beautiful i love that i like when you said that it reminded like made me think about i don't know much 
Okay. I don't know where how to start this. But basically, I, I thought about like, you know, you see Jesus and his disciples, right? right. And like, there's the, the few that everyone knows. And Krishna also has like his, his inner friends crew. and his inner crew, basically, that everyone knows. But what you're basically saying is like, we're part of that too. Mm. And like, that's something that you don't necessarily always think about. You just think of Krishna as this like supreme personality right, of right. Godhead. And he has like all his, you know, like his... Posse. Yeah. 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 What is it? 94. Yeah. Posse. People right? still say that word. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really cool to think that like we are, mm. we have the ability to be just like them, to right. have yeah. contact with Krishna, <clears throat> to be part of his pastimes, to be part of being yeah. engaged with Krishna. Absolutely. Love that. Priya, I love that you brought up Jesus because have you guys heard of the show, The Chosen? No. Oh uh, my God. Say it's more. so good. Is it this one where uh, this this guy, this white gentleman is chosen by, no. and then <laughs> he gets like a, oh. Maybe there's another, I, I think there's another chosen, but this one is oh, following, okay. it's huge. It's following the life of Jesus Christ and oh. his apostles. And I've, I binged it over the Christmas break. And now season four is coming out in theaters. It's huge. Like it is so, so good. But what you were saying about Jesus's inner group, his apostles, this show really brings his life to life because you get so invested. And there's so many similarities with that in Bhakti. And there was one episode where Jesus was uh, playing in the river with his- Wait, question. Uh, yeah. Are these supposed to be like reenactments of like real stories or is this like fictional with Context I mean, of Jesus. They, good question. Good question. They follow the gospel. They say in the beginning, so we're, our goal is to like, they're trying to promote spirituality and most of the actors are actually very devout spiritualists. So they might take some creative liberties. I don't know the depth of it, but okay. for the most part, they're following like, the, the stories, the, the, of the, stories the miracles Jesus performed. Okay, cool. Every episode, you guys, has left me with chills and teary-eyed. Yes, question, question. Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus? Netflix is season one. Uh, I watched on Amazon Prime season two and three, but I'm sure they have other carriers. Yeah. And it's so, so good that season four is out in theaters now. I bought my tickets for February 5th. Wow, anyway, wow, wow, wow. So, Wait, you talking about Jesus in the rivers? Yes, because this has to do with the inner circle, right? So it just, when you were talking, Priya, I love that you brought that up because it took me back to like one episode I was watching with my mom and Jesus had like, to everyone else in the public, he had just performed a big miracle and everything. But then afterwards, he went to the river and he was playing with, these were young kids who went on to become the apostles. We hear the apostles and we think of these renowned saintly people, but at first they were just like, they were like children with him, you know, mm. not quite. They were adults, but they looked just like kids, like ordinary people. And they just were all playing fun. in the river. And my mom, she was looking at it saying like, wow, it's so cool to see that human side. And I said, yeah, just like with Krishna, who ends up playing with his inner circle of people, we hear like Krishna, the great who maintains all the universes, but Krishna is playing and having fun and all these loving exchanges with his inner circle. And it's so beautiful that now we all, through just trying to get to know of Krishna, we have the opportunity, as you guys were saying, to become a part of his inner circle, mm, you know, I love that. Yeah. and to merge our ideas, which are intertwined and not competing at all. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Prabhupada would agree with that. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but I do think, yeah, Krishna takes special interest to those who are trying to get to know him, but that door is accessible to anyone. It's not like you can't be, the inner circle's already decided. You can't be a part of it. We all, through trying to get to know Krishna and become his devotees, can get into that inner circle of that intimate, close, loving connection to Krishna, who's very real and personable. And mm. when you brought up Jesus Priya, it just made me think of that. And I loved it. You know what? Uh, that also makes me think that what we were all saying is that, um, it w like, let's say, I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe the president of the United States or mm. the president mm -hmm. of any country would be a good right. example where we see them in a particular role where they are just like, 
you know, the precedent, but we don't never see them as like father. Like mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see the interactions they have at home in which someone treats them right. just like an equal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But the cool thing about Krishna consciousness, at least for me, at least the, the what I've experienced <laughs> is that I always saw Krishna for like a chill dude. I know that's a weird <laughs> way to say it, but like, I always saw him as the one that's playful and loving and, and, and compassionate and, right. uh, you know, like all these qualities that you see in friends, in, in mm-hmm. siblings, in, in your loved ones. Right. Like I, I obviously <clears throat> see Krishna as a Supreme personality of Godhead, like the president of the United States in that kind of position. But I got to know him more so as that loving Mm-hmm. personality rather mm-hmm. than like the position he holds before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that no, make sense? No, hundred percent. And I think the reason why you see Krishna as a quote unquote chill dude is because he has chill dude qualities and, and, <laughs> and you can see that in his pastimes, Absolutely. right? It's like how he pranks his friends, how he like steals the clothes of the gopis, like he, how he like pranks right. the neighbors. You know what I mean? Like he's a funny guy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he likes to be lighthearted. Yeah. He's killing demons and lifting mountains and doing all this cool stuff but he's also just like a kid who's just having right. fun with his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, yeah. How often do you get to see a God? How, how often do you get to see God in that position? And right. for us, it's like yeah. what we're introduced to, which is really cool and makes it really personable and really yeah. easy to mm-hmm. connect to. Yeah. Right. And you see the humanity in yes. something that's so mm. supreme. Yeah. Oh, I love ooh, that. Say that line say again. That Ergo, you see the, <laughs> the no! humanity in something so supreme. <laughs> okay. So do it without the ergo, please. <laughs> you see the humanity in something so supreme. Mm. Ooh, I love ergo. that. With what both of you are saying and Priya, you brought up the example of the president. It made me just think of an example. Giraj Maharaj said that when someone asked Prabhupada, what is the difference with Vishnu and Krishna? If they're one in the same, it's like he brought up the example Prabhupada said of the judge, which we might've talked about this before that when the judge takes off his high position status as a judge, takes that cap off and goes home. He's a father, he's a husband, all of those things. So Krishna and Vishnu is the same thing that when Vishnu takes, takes off his cap of like official whatever he goes to be the supreme enjoyer and that is krishna and like shama you were saying all the fun things that he has a cool guy Mm. personality all the fun (laughs) things that's krishna he's the supreme enjoyer and he just wants our love that's how we get in the inner circle. Yeah. And to, yeah. And to extend an olive branch to you, my my dear friend, Shamali, <laughs> I, I think you were kind of right. Like, because he's oh. like, Chris is not like Regina George from right. Mean right. Girls, right? He's right. like the opposite of Regina George because he's like, Chris is like, you can come sit at my table <clears throat> if you want yeah. to. I was only kind mm-hmm. of right though, right? Just a, Just a little bit. You were like 20% right and I was okay. 80% right. But I like, love that. the point is, Krishna says you can sit at our table. Yeah. I agree. You are totally right in that he does have a special connection to his devotees and then anyone can become his devotees. Cool. I like cool. it. Glad it. He's like, he's like on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays so we wear pink. Yeah. On Wednesdays we wear pink <laughs> and you can also wear pink. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. All right. There's anything else on this verse guys? One just thing I wanted yes. to emphasize is the reciprocal nature because we're talking so much about us giving Krishna our love, but it's beautiful that he says here, they are in me, Krishna's saying, and naturally as a result, the Lord is also in them. It's reciprocal, you know, and it's a beautiful part that says, uh, the Supreme Lord becomes the devotee of his devotees. Wow. I love that line. And if a reciprocal relationship is not present between the devotee and the Lord, then there's no personalist philosophy. So in the impersonal philosophy, there's no no reciprocation between the Lord and the living entity. 
but in the personal philosophy there is. So when I read that, it just reminded me of how in scriptures it describes this whole mood of separation that is felt by the gopis when Krishna is not there, right? But I was talking with my dad the other day and he was saying, the beautiful thing is that Krishna also feels that uh, longing for his devotees. Mm -hmm. He's not above that. He's not like, he doesn't need anything. He's Krishna. But when we're feeling that longing, when the gopis feel that longing for him, he's also feeling it. He he goes into these like moods of separation from his gopis as well when they're feeling that. So I love the thought that it is a two-way. It's a reciprocation. He misses us too. He misses us too. I love that. He watches us squandering around in this material world <laughs> thinking, when are you going to get it together, man, and just come back home, you know? That's true. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else on this verse before we move on to chapter nine, text number 30? I think that's it. Go ahead. Shansangita. All right. Um, Krishna is speaking. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. Mm, I think there's a lot to unpack in this one. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's open for a lot of misinterpretation, this verse. Yes. yes. Actually, Prabhu says the same thing mm -hmm. within the first word. He's right. like, let's make sure you understand this particular word. Right. Uh, the Sanskrit is sudurachara, maybe. And it means one committing the most abominable action. He's like, we got to make sure we understand what that means. Right. Right. Yeah. And he goes on to explain two different types of uh, conditional versus constitutional. Do we want to super briefly touch on that? Because that it. kind of categorizes yes. the different types of actions we yes. have in this world. Yep. Shamali, what is conditional? And then maybe we can talk about examples of how those two things play out in our life. So basically when a living entity is conditioned, so that's like all of us in this material world, he has two different kinds of activities. One is conditional. The other is constitutional. So what is conditional? Conditional would be things that as far as protecting the body or by abiding by the rules of society, the things that have to do with this material world. We have a body. We live in a material world. Okay. We have activities that are connected to that conditional. It's, it has many conditions, limitations. It's not eternal. Then our constitutional activities are those that are connected to our eternal constitutional relationship with Krishna as a spirit soul. Yeah. So the reason we have two activities, because when we're fully liberated, like Srila Prabhupada, he has one business and one business only. He ha He's operating on that constitutional level that goes beyond this material realm. But for most of us, we have two types of activities in this world. Can mm -hmm. you guys think of any examples that like, what are some activities that you do in your day-to-day -day life that falls between each of these categories? I mean, working is very yeah, much conditional. a conditional situation, right. right? So conditional also is like conditional. It means that uh, like based on the condition that we're in this body, right? right? Like right. whatever like, relates to the things of the yeah, body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And constitutional is like, what are you truly made out of like your right. soul. And soul. so whatever is connected to the soul. Got it. So it's like soul versus body. So like, for instance, like getting up in the morning mm. and driving to work is like part of the conditional activities, right? right. Yes. But like right. chanting in the morning mm. uh, might be a more constitutional, constitutional activity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I understand. It's like, it's like, it's like temporary versus, uh, uh, eternal, eternal right? Like, absolutely. so like, like the, you, you're trying to achieve certain goals. You need, you have a goal of this week. I need to, uh, you know, get this much done for work. I got to work out this many hours. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. These are all like temporary things that you're right. doing. Cause you got to continue being in this material world. Right. And then there's the things that you're like, okay, in this lifetime, <laughs> I am trying to achieve certain things. So I got a chance right. 16 rounds. I got to do this. I got to yeah. do that. Like, Two and, types of goals. Yeah. Right. And if we're being honest, it's so easy to be bogged down by the conditional activities 
and even when we want to dedicate everything to the constitutional activities. I was at work this past week. And, well, I'm at work every single week. <laughs> and she's like, begrudgingly, not something I wanted to do. Yeah. And before a class came in, I saw on Instagram just a little uh, clip it of like, Everyone in the Govardhan Eco Village in Vrindavan, Janavi Harrison was there. All these incredible personalities. They're all singing. And I was just watching it. Wisdom of the Sages were all there. And I was just, I felt so like, what am I doing here? I looked around <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh. I was looking at a pile of tests that I had to grade, worksheets that I had to pass out. And in that moment, I felt such like, like Arjuna, I want to run to the forest. I want to mm -hmm. run to Vrindavan and forget all this. What is, what am I doing? You know, yeah. so there's going to be moments like that. And then I think it was that day that uh, Ella, our awesome social media wizard, sent some screenshots of a message a girl had sent in our Instagram DM, which you can always DM us at. Modern Yogi, Yogi Podcast. Modern Yogi Podcast. Modern Yogi Podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, and, and it was so encouraging to feel like people also are inspired to see that you can do both. She had commented mm -hmm. one little line on, oh, I love that you guys are able to like also maintain and juggle your life while doing, and she commented, and Shamali's nine to five. And I was like, yeah, my nine to five. <laughs> or more like seven to whatever teaching hours it is. Yeah. But it made me feel like, yeah, you know, like, until we have the luxury to like not have to make money to our support, to support ourselves, we are going to have a job. And it's about a balancing act mm -hmm. then, even though it's hard at times, but yeah. it's sweet to feel like we're relatable because we have jobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also think about it like this. If you were out there in Vrindavan, you know, just living a very simple life, which would be wonderful, right. you wouldn't be doing this podcast. Absolutely. And so there's a Absolutely. part of like being part of this conditional <clears throat> life where we are attached here and there, but we find ways to make the constitutional part still mm. be a part of it. Like mm. we're like creating this podcast and doing this and making a part of our everyday life. Right. which is like a little progress towards yeah. spiritual goal, right? That's such an important so, point, yeah. Sometimes escaping does not give you the opportunities. Yeah. This does. I think instead of escaping, I think we also need to reprioritize sometimes, right? Because mm -hmm. we give so much time to the conditional life and working or like working out, right? Because if we work out now in our 20s, 30s, 40s, we're creating that body for our 60s, 70s, 80s, right? Right. And and so and it's important. Yes, correct. However, but if we place so much importance on this conditional body that will just leave us when we die, like if we focus more on the constitutional, we're not just preparing for this lifetime. We're preparing for multiple lifetimes mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, and absolutely. I think it's like we need to reprioritize what our actual goals are. Right. You know right. what? I actually think I think you do it best in, in the way that like you go on a Japa walk that basically you're doing both. You know what I mean? And I think that's the smartest. I was telling Abhijit this the other day. I was like, I love that Shama does that because she's working out and she's doing her japa. She's achieving two things at once. <laughs> like, you know, this is so, it's so good. Like yeah. we should be doing this, like japa walks, you know? Mm. And it's loopholing, right? Like yeah, how do you blend the, the constitutional and the, because what's we, the other word? Con conditional. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we can forget that we still need to... Right. Like keep our bodies yeah. functioning so mm -hmm. that we can continue doing service so we can continue in our lives. So we're not right. just, you know, right. laying in a bed like, oh, yeah. right. Right. You Getting know. it all done. So I think finding a balance, finding the priorities. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Right. But and, it is important. But I think <laughs> like it's finding those loopholes are, are so important, like chanting Japa while you're walking or like in the car, listening to Kirtan or like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like finding ways that you can blend the constitutional right. and the conditional. Right. I love that. Is, uh, Beautiful. Is the loopholes. Well, yeah. this is a great part of the, the purport yeah. summary. Then, but, but yeah, but we still have to talk a, about the a big mean, part. Right. We were still talking about the most abominable 
action, right? Right. So do you want to say what, what does the next, there's a whole paragraph next about what, what are they talking about devotees in relation to abominable acts? So it says here that if a person is uh, fully conscious of his spiritual nature and is engaged in Krishna consciousness or the devotional service of the Lord, then that person is not... Sorry, I highlighted differently things. Well, at the very oh, top... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure if this is what you meant to say, but this is what I highlighted. So basically, when you are fully uh, engaged in Krishna conscious activities and devotional service, that mm -hmm. is naturally your constitutional position. And so that will feel the best also. Like yeah. Prabhupada is kind of simplifying that this will naturally be the most replenishing thing to do. But at the same time, we still have to figure out the conditional. Right. Yeah. No, that wraps up nicely our previous point. The next part was saying more connected to the text about, okay, abominable acts. Because they say as far as possible, devotees try to be cautious when moving forward to not commit defense, offenses uh, because we know that our activities de depend on our progressive realization of Krishna consciousness. So we try not to do things that will limit or tamper our progress. But sometimes it starts addressing the act. Like sometimes it might be seen that a person within mm. Krishna consciousness commits an act which might be taken as most abominable, but such a temporary Socially fall down. Politically. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because right. it, it kind of defined it more. Right? right, right. Yeah. So we can, I mean, my mind goes to all sorts of things with abominable acts. You start thinking, well, what is permissible? What is forgivable? So it goes yeah. into an interesting conversation. I just want to wrap <clears throat> up what the text says. And yeah. then I want to bring up a question from this member of our sage group that my mom and I hold every week because he asked something connected to this. So, right, such a temporary fall down doesn't disqualify one because in the Bhagavatam it says that if a person is like wholeheartedly really trying to achieve Krishna, then Krishna being within his heart purifies him and excuses him from that abomination. Mm -hmm. So like it says material contamination is so, so strong that even a yogi who's fully engaged might become ensnared by the clutches of materialism, but Krishna consciousness is even stronger. So even if one falls down temporarily, it's like, it's, it's rectified, you know? Yeah. When I first read this, I was thinking, what does that mean? What is mm. an abominable act? Because when I think abominable act, I think like murder. <laughs> right. Or snowman. Right. <laughs> abominable or snowman. snowman. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> like right. murder, yes. <laughs> yeah. And anything that's uh, very grave. But as I kept reading, I realized I don't think it means that. What, mm -hmm. what do you guys think he means? I mean, well, we'll discover it as it goes on, but what do you think he means? I mean, I think it's two-sided. Uh, there's one perspective if you are the person committing the abominable act, and their other one is the proactive steps to what to do then as a community, depending on how intense that offense was. Yeah, the question was, what is what is abominable? What do you think, what do you think is right. he's referring to by abominable I, act? Anything that takes you away from spiritual life, I think, yes. that harms yourself or others. Yeah. I'm just guessing. You guessed correctly. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, he goes on to say that basically uh, this verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material connections. Right. Basically anything that deviates you from your spiritual life. Obviously that can be anything. Mm. But in this particular case, it is saying that if you are a devotee, as long as uh, one, like basically that as long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy, there might be accidental fall downs. Exactly. And, and so these accidental fall downs are more along the lines of not following your vows. Right. Or um, maybe making... Um, 
judgmental comments toward their devotees or, mm-hmm. or saying something critical about another devotee. These are things that Krishna is very clearly, we should not speak ill of other devotees. We should right, not, right. we should not be gambling. We should not be intoxicating. Like all of these things that are not helping us in our spiritual path. I think that's what the message here is. Absolutely. And I think that's an important thing to define because it's not like, well, anything goes, you know, because, uh, I can think of examples where people in the movement, have done really abominable acts, but we're not just talking about accidental fall downs with this. Mm -hmm. And, and ISKCON as a movement has taken steps to like, okay, we know, yes, you're a soul. We have compassion for that, but you can be on your journey far away from anyone in the temple or any children around you, depending on what the The situation is. So, and I'm emphasizing that because this one, uh, Chris, this awesome, very sincere uh, devotee asked a question when we talked about this verse. He said, you know, I'm really struggling with this. I have two young children, uh, what those who commit the most abominable acts, what are we supposed to think of that? Are we just supposed to say, okay, whatever, and turn a blind eye and it's all okay because they're a devotee. Mm -hmm. So we were really emphasizing that, that, you know, for me, this has more to do with it's in our mentality. Are we going to be critical versus empathetic on their journey? Because we can, uh, someone, even if they commit the most abominable act, yes, you can take steps to like, okay, Maybe they won't be allowed to come into this area or depending on what act it was. We're not just talking about now fall downs on your path as far as... You're referring more so to the question that Chris this had. This Chris person, yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking when I think of the, the like you said, murder or whatever, let's say horrible, abominable yes. acts... It's not that we're going to think, well, it's okay. They're a spirit soul. They can stay in the temple. So to put perspective, I think, I mean, if you've been uh, a part of the community, I mean, any, any society, any community will have members that will exploit others Mm -hmm. who will embezzle, who will, um, uh, because this is a material world. It's, it's a place for suffering. Unfortunately, there are people with very intense karmas who are here and doing right. certain things. And I think you're talking about right. these types of acts that have happened in many societies, whether it's, yeah. you know, like in the Christian community right. and, and all communities are happening. So you're speaking of those exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. Because someone who might hear this without us defining what's an abominable act might get a little like... What? You know, so that's where Chris's question came from. And that's why, I don't know, for us, we defined like, yeah, they can be a spirit soul who's on their journey and we wish them well, but you can continue your journey far away from if you really harmed someone physically, emotionally, whatever it is, there will be certain parameters placed. And I think the important thing for our own self is just to, uh, in our own mentality, not get critical, like we can put measures to not associate ourselves with such people who hurt us, mm-hmm. but not to get critical of them within ourselves. Just like, okay, you know, I wish them the best. They far from far away you from me. You don't have to even wish them the best. You just have to yeah. not, not put energy, negative energy on, on exactly. them. Right. Like, I guess like there's people who have done many things and you don't want to just constantly talk about how horrible they are. If the, right. if the right consequences were given to that person, exactly. then that is understood to have been the right thing to, you know, like yeah. the, the, I guess, quote unquote punishment, but it's more of a consequence actually. Right. And therefore, and then we move forward. We're not right. trying to criticize devotees or, right. <clears throat> or fall down into that cycle of, um, looking for people's faults and continuously right. fault, finding. Right. fault finding. I mean, yes, obviously someone who does something so bad is, has some things to work through, mm-hmm. whatever they may be, mm-hmm. but, um, right. it's not our job to, yeah. right. I, uh, yeah, I take this verse very personally, right? Mm. Where it's like, I see that there is a God out there 
that is super forgiving. Mm-hmm. And like you guys were born into the movement. I was not born into the movement. I was doing abominable acts before I joined the movement. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like anything that like took me away from Christian consciousness, which I didn't even know until like I was in college. Right. So like drinking and smoking and like, like hurting people and like all that stuff that I still remember, like is something that I thought was, you know, not the greatest. And then when you reflect on it, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that to this person. I should have done this or I should have took care of my body. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like this verse is showcasing that God sees you, right? Like Krishna sees you and and knows that like, yeah, you might not have had the the best past, right. but you can change that. You know right. what I mean? Like Krishna is forgiving and he's nurturing and he just wants you to think of him because that when you change your life around, that's all that Krishna cares about. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like he can Absolutely. forgive anything because you actually know better. And when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like, like self-development and progress and Krishna encouraging that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. And I think, I think Prabhupada here is saying kind of like along those lines, that's exactly what he's talking about when he talks about um, abominable acts. Like when we do the things that are not f- like uh, helpful in our spiritual journey, the way you just described things that you didn't even know about. So mm-hmm. like you're just trying to grow in your process. And he says, no one should deride a devotee for some accidental mm-hmm. fall down yeah. for the, from the ideal path. Mm-hmm. Such uh, occasional fall downs will stop in due course as soon as a devotee is completely situated right. in Krishna consciousness. So understanding that, let's say that someone who gets initiated and stops chanting their rounds, right? Well, first of all, Krishna is saying in this text that as long as they're engaged in devotional service, you know, they will still be considered mm. saintly. And so f- mm-hmm. don't stop your devotional service, right? Like that's right, the first stop. Right. If you're struggling in any capacity, if you're breaking any of the vows, if you're doing anything, just don't stop your devotional service. Keep mm-hmm. going forward. Keep being engaged. Keep getting the association. And then furthermore, um, it will pass. Yeah. You, yeah. you will figure it out. You will overcome the difficulty. Things will get better. Mm-hmm. The chanting will start again or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Things will get better. And Prabhupada Absolutely. saying as devotees, when we see others not in that ideal path, it is not our position to mm. be judgmental. Nope. Mm-hmm. It is not our position to be critical. It is our position to just be encouraging and loving because it will pass. Yeah. Mm. These I love fall that. downs yeah. will pass. That's an important point, Priya, to not get critical of others on the path because it's so common there's so many different types of being critical but it's very common i've seen it growing up in the dallas community for someone who's totally new let's say a couple of weeks into their krishna conscious journey and they like are fired up and they might see older senior devotees and get a little critical within themselves feeling like they're not doing as much as i am like a few weeks into their journey (laughs) you know like man this person this other person is seasoned they've been in it for decades so like we have to be very careful not to get critical yeah and what what you said that it eventually will pass there's a line here that says devotional service is more or less a declaration of war against the illusory energy we're Mm. at war it's Mm. hard there's so many influences going within us so we're trying and like you guys have said krishna is just happy that we keep trying to just keep going. Yeah. And I think it's a personal journey too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, you know, the stuff that you've done and other people have done, but it doesn't matter. Right. Because it's like a personal journey of devotional service to Krishna, right? Like right. nobody knows your heart better than Krishna does. Right. right and right. so like, if he is seeing you like struggling, but trying to be better, like mm. that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He will reward that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. At the very end, Prabhupada does go, no one should take advantage of this verse and <laughs> yeah nonsense and think Absolutely. that he's still a devotee so like make 
sure that we're not saying right. we're not saying hey you still have to do better when you know better you still have to do better yeah but, just yeah. yourself right we're not criticizing others we're not doing any of that but uh we're also not making an excuse for it's okay to go yeah. and right. go wild go wild <laughs> yeah because <laughs> devotee's gone wild <laughs> that kind of connects to what we were saying at the beginning trying to define what is an, an abominable act right before the line you said Priya he says one shouldn't misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in all kinds of abominable ways this verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material condition or connection so like we said let's say oh whatever i haven't been going to the temple so much i haven't been chanting my rounds so much not things that are going to abuse other people that's right. that we're not talking about that but i do want to bring up one example when we are if we are talking about totally abominable acts like murder you know what came to my mind when you said that example priya Draupadi, when her sons died, we're talking about the Bhagavad Gita, which happened within the greater scope of the Mahabharat. Fifth, was it? I think it was 15 days after Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. That's when, and you know, he's talking about all these things like being equipoised, not getting too like, uh, you know, what does it say? The the ones who are really knowledgeable lament neither for the living nor mm. the dead. So 15 days after the Gita was spoken. Someone killed all of Arjuna's sons with his wife, Draupadi. And Draupadi responded in a way that was so incredible. And I'm not saying everyone has, this is just like what an incredible personality she is. Because Arjuna went totally, totally, he was enraged and wanted to kill the person who, who killed his sons. And Draupadi said, no, no. When they had the, the murderer in front of them, she wanted to spare this person, not because she would like loved this person who just killed her own sons, but mm. because she wanted, she exerted the highest level of compassion for, you know, hurt people, hurt people, so to mm. speak. And it made me think of, there was a whole uh, news article I even saw of this woman facing the man in this real material world currently, this woman facing the man who killed her own son. And she, in it, they showed a clip of the courtroom. It was on Instagram. And she wished that th th her son's killer nothing but the best. And she was crying while doing it. It's not like she she took it lightly, but that level of complete empathy and and I don't know to me is forgiveness, Ooh. right? She looked at the, her son's killer and said, "I know that you went down this path because you've been hurting, and not to excuse your acts, but I just hope you find the healing and the growth you need." And it was so powerful to watch that it's amazing. you know and can i say that that is an amazing amazing quality and sometimes a little bit easier than doing that for yourself mm. but we should have that yes. same level yeah. of self-compassion especially with accidental fall downs or whatever it might be whatever judgments mm. you might put on yourself whatever pressures you're putting on yourself this is a path this is like steps that you're taking towards krishna and sometimes we take two steps back but then we take three steps forwards and it's okay right, and right and so just like that self-compassion, compassion for others, just mm. keep that in mind. I'm yeah. bringing it back to the start of this episode where it's like every day is a fresh start. Just mm. because you <sighs> haven't been doing something Beautiful. for a certain amount of months or even years, it doesn't matter, right? Because Krishna cares about the now. Mm. So every single day is a fresh start. Even if you do a little bit every single day, that's all that I got Beautiful. I love <laughs> that. And Prabhupada said one quote that nicely ties this all. He said, we're all in the shower, so don't criticize when you see the water is dirty. The important thing is that we're in the process of getting cleaned. We're in the spiritual shower, you know? We're so. all in the shower together, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> ah, I knew you would take it that way. Oh, Lord. I didn't mean, he didn't say that. We're 
out of the shower. It's a metaphor. And it's a metaphorical spiritual shower, guys. And we're all getting clean yeah. together. <laughs> so the, we don't point out the dirty water flowing beneath There we us. go. No. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Our next episode will be chapter nine, text number 31. Ergo. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.